Welcome to the Kupinger Coal Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinbart. I'm an analyst and advisor at Kupinger Coal Analysts. In each edition of this podcast, I have a guest joining me, a fellow analyst or another interesting partner, and we will have a 15 minutes or so chat around current topics. My guest today is Alexei Balaganski. He's lead analyst for Kupinger Coal Analysts. Hi, Alexei. Hello, Matthias. Thanks for having me again. Great to have you again, and uh, especially because our topic today sounds very, very buzzwordish. We are talking about zero trust from the cloud. So this sounds interesting. Two buzzwords, zero trust and the cloud. But where should we start? Um, I think the current starting point that we could uh, begin with is the way that currently um, people working from home, but also administrators, whatever, um, are accessing um, corporate networks, typically via very old-fashioned infrastructure in, called VPN, virtual private network. And that is, that is usually only considered to be um, as an, an access method, the, the, the mere access to a network. Is that true? Well, that's exactly the, the point. Uh, it's even in the name. So a virtual private network, in very simple terms, means that you connect uh, a remote networking device, like your laptop, for example, to a corporate network through a gateway, uh, and then you pretend being on premises, kind of you pretend being directly in the corporate network, meaning that from uh, that single connection, you have full access to your whole local area network in your office. That was the whole point, whole original idea of VPN. Back to those times when a typical corporate network was still seen as this castle with the wall and the moat, and the only secure place into that castle was through a gate, uh, basically the VPN gateway. And as you rightfully mentioned, uh, for many people, VPN is still the means uh, for ensuring network access, whereas security or authentication and authorization or auditing and so all other important aspects of modern cybersecurity are considered secondary to that initial goal of the VPN. Right. So they, these these users that use a VPN, they, as you said, they they can act after they they have made the connection as if they were in the corporate network. So there is no additional level of control, no matter from where they are connecting, no matter um, what they're actually doing, or if it's even really the rightful user to access the system. So it's really just another virtual cable. Um, into a corporate network with all the dangers that come with it? Well, to be fair, there are some uh, more modern uh, VPN solutions which uh, try to alleviate this inherent uh, problem by adding some additional security controls on top of that. Some companies would even go a step further and say, okay, we will ensure that when you are working from home, for example, or from a remote location, you will have to work completely through our VPN gateway. So basically we backhaul all your traffic into our network. We run our stack of security appliances, firewalls, uh, antiviruses, and so on, on your traffic, and then we release it back to the internet. This works to a certain extent, uh, especially for large enterprises who can afford having a really 
huge tube, so to say, connecting that to the internet. But even for them, this traffic backhauling uh, is, first of all, really expensive. And second of all, it creates this uh, bottleneck, a single point of failure, because if that gateway is somehow no longer working, the whole operation just stops because nobody can work neither from the office or from anywhere else. And this is something that we know from larger organizations, especially just in this pandemic situation that we had now then early in March to this year, that um, they all rely were relying on VPNs. And uh, when all are relying on it, nobody can use it. And really was this bottleneck. It's just broke down with nobody being able to work. So there is some conceptual mistakes within the concept of VPN when it comes to maintaining a large number of users. So that needs to be changed, I assume. So this, this VPN access is really not no longer adequate for the 2020s, I assume. That must be better, right? No, VPN, uh, again, uh, VPN uh, has an, uh, a really big problem. It's being used for things it was never designed to be used for, right? Nowadays, you can hear uh, suggestions to run your like Netflix subscription through a VPN or whatever. Obviously, it's just a ridiculously uh, misguided attempts to reuse uh, the very old and legacy technology for things it's, it was never supposed to be working. So yes, of course, there are more modern alternatives and they've been available for years now. Unfortunately, uh, with all those advantages of the new approach, it still takes uh, some moment uh, for a company to make the switch. And many companies, especially the large ones, just have too much uh, inertia to, to make this jump. But uh, I believe that this uh, whole pandemic, the whole working from home crisis we are still currently experiencing is really the best opportunity to change your mind and to abandon the uh, old school VPN in favor of a more modern alternative. And this alternative, of course, is coming from the cloud. Hence our topic for today, zero trust from the cloud. You probably heard about companies like uh, Akamai or Cisco or Zscaler or quite a few others which offer the so-called security clouds. Basically, uh, they have uh, multiple data centers, physical or virtualized around the world where they run their own highly secured, uh, highly protected gateways. And instead of uh, connecting your device to your office gateway, you just connect to the nearest gateway in that security cloud. And from there on, you can uh, enjoy all the benefits of the CDN, the content delivery networks. Basically, your connection is working much faster than it's than being backhauled back to your office because you are connecting to all the major internet resources through the closest path. At the same time, uh, those uh, secure cloud gateways can apply a multitude of uh, inline security tools to your traffic. Some are really kind of security focused, like for example, they would scan for malicious domains, command and controls for botnets, malware obviously, and stuff like that. So we will, we will protect you from phishing campaigns, uh, Trojans, uh, and other types of malware. On the other hand, uh, as a company, uh, you can benefit a lot from the compliance perspective. Basically, you can ensure that that security cloud gateway uh, will 
terminate your workers SSL connections, decrypt them and look for sensitive data leaks, right? So the best point of this is that it's all configurable, extensible. The only limit is your credit card, so to say. And uh, it does not require to deploy any hardware on-prem. You just connect to the cloud and it works from there. Does this have any implications on where your actual uh, services are run? Do they need to be in the cloud? Or is this also really a dispatching towards the original on-premises network if there are highly secure uh, resources that need to be run there? Well, this is where we are kind of slowly coming towards the second buzzword in our title, the zero trust. So just to remind you that zero trust in the, this uh, radical alternative approach towards uh, designing your corporate networks. So when we are talking about zero trust, we are talking about your quote-unquote previously internal network. Like before you had this castle with the wall and the moat, the LAN, the local area network, and you had the rest of the world. And you could apply a really kind of blind, trustful policy to your LAN, and the rest would be handled by a firewall and a VPN server. Nowadays, uh, zero trust suggests that you have to consider every device, every user, every resource, regardless where they're located, untrusted by default. So trust, but verify. So there is no longer a LAN as opposed to the internet. Any access to any resource, whether it's inside or outside of your on-prem network or your own data center or your own virtual private cloud in the cloud should work through the same access controls, through the same security policies, through the same auditing layer, if you will. And this is exactly uh, where this whole idea of uh, security cloud comes into play because, of course, you can build the zero-trust network yourself using the existing on-prem hardware or uh, spe specialized uh, so-called software-defined perimeter solutions, which you would have to deploy inside your data center or inside your office network and so on. But why not just outsource all this uh, complexity to the same security cloud. You would only need to have uh, one connector uh, inside your internal network, for example, and that connector would uh, be able to establish a secure, encrypted, fully audited and author authorized tunnel, connecting your user working from home, from their own laptop, directly to a specific internal application running within your data center and only to that application. So that tunnel would only work for a specific IP address, a protocol, or a port on a specific server. And it will work transparently regardless whether that application is running inside or outside of your previously local network, if you will. This is the whole idea of zero trust approach. Okay, I got it. So does it make sense then to go the whole way and to consider the internal network within an organization also just as insecure and just apply the same mechanisms when you're working formally on-premises? Well, that's the whole idea of zero trust as a final goal on the long journey. This is probably uh, worth noting that uh, zero trust is not a product we can just buy or a service. It's a, it's a mindset change. It's a paradigm shift. So yes, in the end, we will end up treating any device, any location, any user, any service, the same way, regardless whether it's inside, outside, or somewhere else. But you don't have to go all the way in a single huge step. You can start small. And obviously, kind of the first smallest step, the first quick win, is to get rid of your VPN. 
So yes, you can still keep your LAN, you can still keep your office network for compatibility reasons. But instead of having a VPN gateway, consider setting up a gateway to, the, to a security cloud. This way you will kill two birds with one stone. You will provide your end users with a range of security capabilities, quote unquote, for free. And of course, you will enable them to access the necessary resources within your corporate network in a secure and audited and hence compliant manner. Right. And even I can think of another bird to kill with the same stone because I've been talking to larger companies, international or multinational companies recently, which had the situation that they need to make sure that depending on in which country you are actually located as one um, part of the organization that you need to fulfill different data residency regulations. For example, think of China or Russia or Iran, uh, where they need to make sure, or the EU, when it comes to GDPR, um, they need to make sure that they access the right services when they are uh, approaching from the right country. That could be something that is built into the policies that, that apply when you're connecting to the security cloud, right? Exactly. When you are connecting to the internet through a security cloud, you are no longer limited to this hub and spokes architecture you might have had previously with a VPN gateway. Basically, your users located in the US would automatically connect to the internet through the US-based server. EU users through, like, say, Germany-based cloud data center and Asian users through whatever Japanese data center. And again, this is something which happens automatically. Or they do not have to make a choice. They just connect to the geographically nearest one and they are automatically compliant. Well, that's, that sounds promising and, and it's so much better than the VPNs that we are all still used to. The, when I say VPN, I mean the old traditional one, potentially even with some, some hardware token to, to, to make sure that you can prove who you are. So that really looks like a much more modern, much more adequate and much more scalable approach for dealing with this topic. So it's no longer just work from home and enabling this because this is just one little slice of the overall challenge. So, But it's work from anywhere and anywhere could be somewhere between the beach, the, um, the, the coffee, but also your on-premises network, um, but always a, a uniform access to the services you require. That sounds really interesting. And yes, it's really nice that you mentioned that word scalability, because obviously a company, even the largest international company like Facebook, or maybe Facebook is, is a bad example because they probably have a huge uh, own network around the world, but most of our, our slightly older school businesses, they cannot, they cannot compete in the scale of their networking infrastructure with a company running in the cloud like Akamai or AWS or any other huge multinational security cloud vendor. Basically, you can absolutely be assured that even under kind of the real-life crisis situation, and this is exactly what we had just a couple of months ago and which we're kind of still slowly recovering from, those cloud infrastructures will still work. Yes, they had few kinks maybe for the first days of the pandemic crisis, but now they have proven that they can work, that they have been battle tested. They have upgraded the infrastructure 
kind of worked out the problem. So yeah, they are working now and they are even offering substantial discounts for business to test it now, start small and then grow uh, with their own needs. So chances are that many organizations, once this crisis has um, uh, been solved, at least partially, that they will really move towards this more modern approach. Um, I assume that that um, you as the expert and we as Kupinger Cole um, have information available on that topic? Oh, absolutely. Uh, first of all, we have already uh, reviewed quite a few notable vendors uh, working in this market. And you will find those reviews on our website, the KC Plus platform. And I am currently working uh, on a more general uh, approach to the whole market, what we call kind of market compass on cloud delivered security solutions. So we will be talking about uh, security aspect of this VPN replacement. So yeah, definitely just uh, reach out to Kupinger Call and we are always here to help to answer your questions. Great, thank you. That sounds really interesting. And this is really something that I will also look into afterwards because this really looks like a system that you don't have to protect yourself, but that is protected for you and that you just can configure. Um, that That is really a more adequate approach, especially in this swiftly and rapidly and continuously changing environment with with the more and more devices connecting. So I think we should talk about this uh, market compass uh, later once it is finished and look at more of these individual solutions and maybe compare them in a further version of this um, podcast. But for the time being, uh, thank you very much, Alexey, for being here. Thank you for your work in this topic that is really interesting and enriches our um, our research. Thank you for your time and thank you to the audience for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.